You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to DolphinsTalk.com Daily, the most listened to daily Miami Dolphins podcast on the internet. Come on, Dolphins fans. Time to fins up. Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in Good evening, Miami Dolphins fans. How are you today? And thank you for listening to DolphinsTalk.com Daily on this Wednesday, April the 6th, 2022. I am your host, Michael Leva, joined as always by the 2020 Miami Dolphins Fan of the Year, Ian Berger. Ian, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Mike. Fins up. Is it September yet? <laughs> I'll, I'll take August 1st at this point in training camp, honestly. Yeah, right. September. I'll take that. But uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about on tonight's show. Is uh, It's been a busy week in the world of the Miami Dolphins. But first, as always, a big shout out to everyone watching and listening over at finheaven.com. Everyone go to finheaven.com, the largest Miami Dolphins message board on the internet. Also, a big shout out to everyone watching at the I Am a Miami Dolphins Fan Facebook group run by the great Carlos Hernandez. Everyone, if you're on the great, he is truly great. Everyone, if you're on Facebook, be sure to follow, subscribe, like all that stuff. The I Am a Miami Dolphins Fan Facebook group for the best Miami Dolphins news, memes, funny pictures, information, all that good stuff on Facebook. They're top notch, huge following. Also, if you are watching on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel, thank you. If not, why aren't you? And everyone go to YouTube, search Dolphins Talk, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the alert bell as well. So when we go live, you can join us in the chat and interact with myself, Ian, myself and Tom, Josh and Aaron, and everyone else who has shows on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel, Bobby Melendez and his show. So be sure to hit that alert bell there. Now, before we get into the news, Ian, this weekend's a big event, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in lovely Hollywood, Florida. There is an event you will be attending, and, and um, some others can't attend still, I believe. It's, but uh, why don't you tell people about this event you're going to? It is called the Luau with Tua, and this is it's actually something that started last year. It benefits the uh, – well, this year it's actually benefiting – Big Brothers, Big Sister of Miami and Big Brother, Big Sisters of Broward County. So, you know, he did this last year in Alabama. I don't think he had one locally in South Florida, but he did it in Alabama and it was a huge success. I think they raised over $300,000 for for different charities up there. So this year it's uh, it's Saturday night, six o'clock at Hard Rock and tickets are on sale. If you go to toafoundation.com and click on the events tab, you'll find out how to buy tickets. And I think they sell individual tickets and they have a table of 10 option and then you've got like signature sponsors but the cool thing is is that there's going to be polynesian food entertainment aloha benefiting the two of foundation i know that obviously two is going to be there this is his event i think his family is going to be there as well because they are big big contributors for the two of foundation uh i did see that uh they mentioned that Jalen Waddle will also be there. So a lot of players are going to be there. Both guys who are on the team now and guys who have used to play for Miami in years past. Yep. So and I think the coaching place... staff too. I think the coaching oh, staff, sure. a lot of the yeah. coaching staff is going to be there supporting him. So I'm excited about it. And I think it's for a great cause, you know, but um, but we we haven't had an opportunity to be at this type of event since before the pandemic, which most of the players that we have on the team now were not here before the pandemic. So uh I'm excited, excited to get out and uh I just want to give a huge shout out to, as well to Sanjay. He is uh, he's my buddy from uh, from Dolphins Twitter, and and uh, and I'll be joining with him and a buddy. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like a great event, and all the money goes here to charity and his foundation, which really does do a lot of great work, especially in the South Florida area, also Hawaii, and he also um, um, in Alabama as well. He really gives back to the places he has uh, been, where he's lived, where he's played. So if you can support it, and if you're in or around Hollywood, Florida, check it out. And the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino on its own. It's a very it's beautiful, good, man. It's a beautiful, uh, when Tom and myself <clears throat> always fly down, that is like one of the first places we go. And it is 
amazing. Food's amazing at all the restaurants there. It's awesome. You so, saw who I ran into there last weekend, right? Did you Cameron see Wake, right? Yeah. Cameron Wake. Yeah. We went to see a comedian and uh, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. And he was sitting a couple rows in front of me and I was like, I, he never really turned. He said he was there with his family. But as he as he turned uh, turned around to leave immediately, I knew exactly who it was. And, and I went to him and I said, Cam? He's like, yeah. I'm like, man, I'm a big fan of yours. I really, uh, you know, we 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 appreciated everything you did for the Dolphins. And I said, one day, I would love for you to retire as a Miami Dolphin. Now, the thing is, is that he's not officially retired. Well, he ain't retired. He thinks he can go still. Which exactly. He can. He exactly. Can. But when he decides, when he decides that he's going to hang it up, I think he should do that with the Miami Dolphins. I think, I think the organization definitely valued him as as one of their best players during the time that he was here. I have. A great story about Cam Wake that I can't share on the air. So after we're done, <laughs> remind me, and, and I will okay. tell you off. The right, yeah, sorry to that. do this to people. I, I hate it when other people do it, but it just popped up. I do have oh, – it's about someone we know and like. Um, okay. It's really good. Okay. Cool. So here's the big story. The Miami Dolphins traded Devontae Parker in a fifth-round pick in 2022 to the Patriots for a third-round pick in 2023. So – that's the big news um, probably since we uh, last recorded. And, you know, occasionally on the show, Ian, I like to go off on a rant every now and then when something gets under my skin, something irks me, something, you know, really bothers me. And once this trade went down, which, by the way, I love, I love this trade. Tom, like, he wanted to, like, he was sending me messages. Oh, my God, this got to be the happiest day of your life. I go, I go really? It, it, it might be in the top five. But – then I see some things that fans are saying, and I have a rant. So let's get to one of my famous rants. And now it's time for another one of Mike's rants. Okay, so when the news broke that the Dolphins traded Parker to the Patriots, every fan should have been as happy as I would. But of course, but of course that's not the case. Some fans of the Dolphins, and a large majority of fans, for some reason, are not happy about this trade because, God forbid, we traded Parker to the Patriots. Who cares where this guy went? If you think this moves helps New England, you are lost on this matter. He won't make it through training camp healthy, let alone be a contributor for a full season on that team. The Patriots are going to learn real quick what the Miami Dolphins have known since 2015, that every so many weeks, whoever their version of Isaiah Ford is, they're going to be calling him up from the up from the practice squad and put him on the roster to replace this guy because he's never ready to play each and every week. It shocks me that if there's a segment, and a large segment too, who's very vocal, who are upset about this trade, but on the flip side, were happy when Miami traded Mika Fitzpatrick three games into his second season after being a top 11 pick. Mind you, Mika Fitzpatrick is a two-time All-Pro, a two-time Pro Bowler since going to Pittsburgh. And Dolphins fans seem okay with that, just handing away a two a All-Pro player, but are upset that a guy who never plays, never plays, and when he does play, is sometimes he's good, most of the time he's just a, just a guy. You know, they're okay with, you know, they're not okay with sending him to the Patriots. Like I said, Mika Fitzpatrick, all pro and a Pro Bowl player. Devontae Parker needs a map. Needs a map to find the field because he's never on it. He's never going to the Pro Bowl. He'll never be all pro. So you should be happy that they stole a third-round pick for this guy. If you think this trade is bad, go to Amazon.com and search football for dummies. Because honestly, this is the... The fact we got a third-round pick in 2023 is amazing. Like I said, for the 14th pick in the 2015 draft, he never lived up to expectations. And if you think Chris Greer has had a great offseason, you ought to you know, hand him a standing ovation for this one because now I think he's in sabotage mode for sending this guy to a division rival and let him screw up their wide receiver room. you got to be out of your mind. Let me tell you a story. And here's the thing. I know a lot of fans are more upset that he went to the Patriots. If he got traded to like Atlanta, nobody care. Got traded to the Saints, nobody care. I get it. The Patriots. Everyone, oh my God, the Patriots. If you look at Parker since 2015, he's had one good season, really one which you would call good season, which would be 2019, a season where you're like, okay, that guy played like the 14th pick around one. 2019, 
Where did the Dolphins finish in 2019? Dead last. There's a famous story in Major League Baseball. Ralph Kiner, Pittsburgh Pirates back in the 1940s and 50s. Seven years in a row, led Major League Baseball in home runs. Goes to the owner. But the team always stunk. Goes to the owner. I'd like to get paid a little bit more, you know, a little bit more money, you know. Seven years in a row, led the league in home runs. They looked at him, the they looked at him, the Pirates owner, and said, We can come in last place with or without you. And they traded him a few months later. This is the same thing with Parker. The guy never lived up to where he was drafted, always left you high and dry. It, I mean, if every year in August you got all excited, oh, this is the year Parker's gonna break out. How many, Ian, how many times have we heard? It's a breakout year for Parker, breakout year for Parker by Columbus Day. The guy was been hurt three or four times. He's never on the field. Guys, stop living in fear of the Patriots. Tom Brady ain't coming back. Rob Gronkowski ain't coming back. Randy Moss ain't coming back. Teddy Bruschi ain't coming back. Ty Law ain't coming back. Richard Seymour ain't coming back. Julian Edelman ain't coming back. Those Patriots are dead. The Patriots now are a team Miami has beaten three of the last four times. And they just hoodwinked into taking our fourth best wide receiver, to make their number one wide receiver, and they gave us a third-round pick to boot. Devontae Parker stinks. This is addition by subtraction. If you're a fan of the Dolphins and you're not happy with this trade, I don't know what to tell you. You done with your rant? I'm done. <laughs> I love it. I love your rants. But I I'm right. It. Tell me I'm wrong on this. So, so I'm going to give you a date, and you can tell me, and I doubt you'll remember, but October 14, 2018. Does that, does that date ring a bell at all? October 2018. No. That was the Miami Dolphins versus Chicago Bears. Do you remember what was going on leading up to oh, that wait game? A minute. I was at that game, the game where Albert Wilson went crazy. And Brock Osweiler Brock Os- was the I was uh, quarterback. After that game, yes. I didn't know so, the date. Okay. Leading up to that game, Devontae Parker was talks, big, big talks about being traded. And then I think someone got hurt. I don't remember which wide receiver it was, but a wide receiver got hurt. And he ended up staying around and he never ended up getting traded. You know, and then of course, too, as you mentioned, 2019, he had his best year, 1,202 yards, nine touchdowns. But I think, like you said, you know, no a lot pressure. of pressure. We're a last place team. There's no pressure. Right. So they were throwing the ball up. Right. And, and of course, too, um, Brian Flores had nothing to lose by kind of just airing things out. And remember, too, most of those games were playing from behind, unfortunately, especially the start of the season. So there was a lot of a lot of ball throwing and not as much running in the game. But with all that said, Mike, and and I feel bad for the guy because he had a hard time with his health, you know. And and I think I think there were some conversations when he first joined the Miami Dolphins. You know, first of all, he turned away help. You know, there were some other ex-Dolphins players who were offering him assistance and offering him some advice, and he was turning them down, right? And then also there were reports that. He wasn't eating right, and he wasn't doing some things right, and those things, all those things, can attribute to the reason why he was often injured as a Miami Dolphin. But when he was healthy, I really felt that he was a great. He had a great skill. He was a great player. Uh, he's got the height, 50-50 balls. If they were thrown up to him, I think he did. He did pretty well with those, you know. Again, but when he was healthy, right? It's like and a Haley's lot of times, it's once every seventy-five years. It's like waiting for death. You never see it. That's I understand. Problem. But, but, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, maybe he stays healthy for a little while. Maybe he, you know, but, but this time last year, remember we were talking, you and I were talking, I think on our, on the podcast and, uh, and we said, Hey, this is, I think, I don't think Parker's going to make it. I'm I, you and I, Parker and who is it? Parker and Williams. Those were the two, right? And I always said with Preston, he makes no money, so I don't care. Right. He makes no money. So if he's there, he's there. If he's not, because he's eating up less than one million on the cap. Who gives a crap? Parker's making enough money where if he's gone like he is now, you can free up significant money to allocate and fix another position. Right. Well, and and I I felt like last season, preseason, we were gonna we were gonna be gone with with Devontae, but you know, he stuck around for another season and, and actually last year happened to be, I think statistically it was one of the, if not the worst in his career. It was actually the third worst reception yards in his uh, in his career with the Dolphins and he played the least amount of games that he did last season as a Miami Dolphin he only played in 10 yeah. games and of those 10 games he only started eight which means to me that he was probably hurt in a couple of those games too well, here's he was the just thing too. playing through the pain and 
when you look at his numbers, yeah, he started eight. But there was at least one or two of those games where he, you know, tried to start. And then he, he played one it. quarter. Yeah. Then you never see him again because he was. So it's like, yeah, he started eight. He really maybe like six. You know what I yeah. mean? So the numbers on him. Yeah. 2019 was great. The problem is we picked him to have a year like 2019 every year. You got it yeah. once. Well, and, and you're yeah, right. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. And, and I was just going to say that you you made a really good point about him being traded to an AFC East rival. You know, I think my first, actually my first thought when I read it, I thought it said that he was traded to the green Bay Packers, which in my head makes sense, made sense. Cause they were looking for a wide receiver. And then I, I actually wrote a tweet, deleted it because I realized <laughs> I made the mistake and then I reposted it. And yeah, you know, the fact of the matter is that team, I mean, Mac Jones is not Tom Brady. Right, They're people are like, team. "What happens if guys. it's Wes Welker? What happens if he becomes a Wes Welker? What happens if he becomes Chris Hogan?" And I keep reminding people, Tom Brady is not throwing the ball anymore. This is not the same team that they had. To the same team. So, and so if you're you'll probably see the same guy. And, and a lot of fans of Dolphins, and they're not wrong about this, will say, "Mac Jones went to the playoffs here. Yes, he won. We won one more game than Miami. Yes, but he's really not that good." They won because of everything else. Not if you think Mac Jones isn't any good, I don't care who his wide receivers are. He can have Parker. And once again, Parker's not Michael Irvin, folks. He's just not. He ain't that good. So don't live in fear. That Patriots team that everyone thinks about in their head, and it's kind of not nostalgic for because we don't have any nostalgia for them, but that team that's like, oh my God, every year. They ain't coming back, folks. It's over. The ride's over. They still yeah. might be a good team. I'm not saying they're horrible, but that team of being an NFL powerhouse who's going to contend for a Super Bowl every year, they're not even that's that's a whole that's a light years away. And you mentioned his health, which is pretty much referencing the 2018 article in the Miami Herald, where they said, you know, he stayed up to 3 a.m. in the morning, 4 a.m. playing video games, eating chicken nuggets for breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner, showing up to practice half asleep and all that yeah. stuff, which that's all true, which, again, I know he's a young guy. I, I get it, younger guys. But that was year three. And right. he had one good year after that. So, yeah, he might have, you know, changed his health. Changed. I don't know. I, it just It's not a loss. And once again, if if the fear is he's going to haunt Miami for two games, then what the hell are we paying Xavier Howard and Byron Jones for? Because I hate to break it to you, folks. Howard ain't going nowhere anytime soon. And Jones, they just – you know, when they redid his deal, he ain't leaving either. So we're paying the vast majority of our capper in those two guys. If we have fear that they can't cover Devontae Parker, then we're a house of cards that ain't going nowhere anyways. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm I'm not I'm not really concerned about him him hurting the Miami Dolphins. Again, we have we have some of the top cornerbacks in the league. You got also Holland as a safety that can help as well. So uh, and Nick Needham's going to be sticking around too. So there's, you know, there's a lot of talent on the on the back end. So I'm not concerned. And then the thing is, is that Xavier Howard had an opportunity to go up against him in all the training camps and all the practices. So he knows exactly how he plays. And if I remember correctly, well, first of all, this past off season, Devontae Parker wasn't there for training camp at all. So it didn't make a difference, right? But like prior training camps, I always thought that Xavier oh, had Howard, the, you mean Howard? You mean Mike yeah, Howard, Howard, Howard. Well, and and Devontae Parker was out, if I remember well, yeah, correctly. I mean, he's always out. Yeah, for <laughs> the majority like... of training camp. And then prior season, prior preseason, when they were both on the field for for training camp, my I I understood that the defense got the best of the offense again. Um it's not you saying know, much because so, our offense hasn't right, been like right. 20 years. But yeah, yeah. It, no, it's true. He did usually from all the reports training camp, which I always say take those with a grain of salt. But yes, he did shut him down, as he would probably most wide receivers in the league. So it's not even a knock, that's not a knock on Parker because he shuts down everyone X. Um, but yeah, just don't have fear of the Patriots, folks. Yeah, they're a good team, right? And here's something else, Dolphins fans. Yes, I think they've made a lot of good moves this offseason, Miami. They may be inch past mm. the Patriots. But at the end of the day, those two teams are still kind of like neck and neck behind the Bills. Hopefully we pass them enough where we can pass them in the standings make the playoffs. Yes, that's what we all want and hope. But at the end of the day right now, even though the Patriots really haven't done much this offseason, they spent right all there. their money last year. They they well, were yeah. the up to this year before Jacksonville, uh, New England had spent the most amount of free agency dollars in the history of free agency. And it got them to a playoff loss. Right. Yeah. Well, so now they've got pretty much the exact same squad, and now they picked up Devonte Parker, and they lost not, their top cornerback, and they and lost they their lost, top cornerback, and they lost their top corner. Right. And actually, 
they lost their top quarter. Well, and Stefan Gilmore is still out there too. He hasn't been signed yet, right? Well, Stefan had left anyway. They let him he? Hold, yeah, like a while yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. But so they they don't they don't scare many people. If anything, and and this is going to sound very homerish, but I I feel like we've leapfrogged. We were very close to them last year. I think year. we've leapfrogged them too, but I don't think it's a huge leapfrog. I think we have passed them. Yeah. Um, on paper, at least, who knows with injuries stuff. I think on paper we passed them. Not a huge gap, but I think you know there's a gap. I mean, a small enough gap where we passed them. I'm with you on that because you look at that Patriots offense. What scares you? That's why. That's why I'm like, if Parker's their number one, who's our four? First off, you should be happy that the Miami Dolphins are in a place where Parker's their fourth, but he's the Patriots one. I mean, what does that tell you about where the Miami Dolphins have risen in the past? Handful of years, just as a roster, and plus at wide receiver with Hill, with Waddle, and Cedric Wilson. Those three alone are all better than good uh, luck to the defenses. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. Those three alone, and then after that, you know, then you got your Preston and your Lynn Bowens. Those are guys are fine for a four and five. It's not really dependent on you. Got those three as your number one, two, and three. The Patriots, if they think Parker's a one, or even if they think he's a two, good luck because we've lived through it since 2015, and he ain't. Well, and, yeah. and remember the other thing we, the other thing we haven't talked about mike is and, uh, and we all know that his hamstring is what's really bothered him the most throughout the years how does cold weather affect the hamstring well, uh, yeah. I, I know. i've heard it's yeah. it's got a really negative no. impact on not on the same as south florida but yeah. like like people said i'm sure parker for those two games against miami will make sure he's healthy and he'll be motivated but you know the Patriots need him for more than two. That's number one. And number two, it also is a contract year for him, so he might be a little motivated there. Who knows? But I just – he's just a guy. Like, there's no fear. What's a, he's not Adams. He's not Hill. He's not Diggs. He's not – you know, he's not that level. He's not Chase. He ain't that level of guy. So there's no fear. Oh, oh my God, we're facing Devontae Parker this week. I'm tossing and turning in bed all night. I can't sleep. I mean, come on, folks. It's Parker at the end of the day. Now, we mentioned Howard as well. Howard got a new deal. Um, two years. Essentially, they added two years and $50 million on his deal at the end of the day. He's here. He's finally happy. He'll show up in camp and actually work this year, just not show up and sit down. <laughs> um, so yep. it was expected. From all the reporting, um, it was it was going to happen. And, you know, I'll say it because I know a lot because it came up on people who messaged me, much like the Watson story. It's another guy with same off-the-field type issues like Hill. It is what it is. Got to hold your nose. I always say root for the laundry. Don't root for the players. And I don't care if that's Watson, Hill, or Howard. If you're rooting for the players, and not just those three in general, they're always going to let you down. So just root for the laundry, root for the logo. Don't even – because it you'll just – you'll never win. Because <laughs> you'll never win. But Howard's here. He needed to be here. Because I think on that side of the ball, I think it's good. I think it's – um it needed – I mean, obviously, if he's gone, that side of the ball is a house of cards that would have crumbled – they need him on the field because what he does lets Josh Boyer call a game for everyone else. If he ain't there, then you got issues because now you have to overcompensate for him not being there. He needed to be there. He's there. And hopefully he continues to play at the level he plays at. Yeah. And and he spoke today too at the at the press conference. And um him and Emmanuel Ogba got an opportunity to, to talk and and they both talked about how there is a change in the locker room and and how they just it it's it's fun again right and i think i think that that goes back to what coach flores brought which is really your bill belichick style of coaching where he's a dictator right exactly exactly and and again too you know just by those comments they didn't need to say it but just by those comments you could tell that it really was not a fun environment um, when Coach Flores was was leading the group, and yeah, it's unfortunate to hear. Again, I'll always say that that I I had hoped that that Coach Flores was successful with us, but it didn't work out. So, but now you know everything that we're seeing as fans through Coach McDaniel and the coaching staff, and how he really lights us up whenever he's speaking, and kind of makes me smile sometimes when I'm watching him in a press conference or say something. Yeah, you know, he he must be doing that behind closed doors with with the team because they feel it and they yeah they they even said they're having fun. Now we want to see that, and I've I've read this a couple times. We want to see that translate come September, you know, on the field to winning games because it's one thing to have fun in April, but it's another thing to put everything together and and know your assignments and do your job. Come he's September. still in the honeymoon phase. It's still exactly. the honeymoon phase, and he hasn't lost a game. 
But he also hasn't won a game either, which he said actually on the Pat McAfee show, hey, I haven't lost to me, but I also haven't won anything either. So right now everyone's lovey-dovey. Everything's great. The second he takes a guy out of a game or someone's thinks he's not getting enough playing time, someone will be out there leaking something to reporter that he's upset. The first time they lose a couple games in a row, he can't go up to the podium and start cracking his jokes. No one's going to want to hear it. Nope. So it'll change yep. come August. But right now, this is the enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's his, it's his first head coaching job. God love him. Have a little fun. It's okay now. Come August, that switch will be flipped, both with the players and him. And Because if it's not, this ain't going to go well, this number one. Two, when it comes to Flores, Flores, fit, he fell into every trap that every coach that left the Patriots and got a head coaching job. They all try to be a mini Bill Belichick. Problem is, Bill Belichick, Lord. as a head coach, has more rings than almost fingers Everyone on his staff, they might have rings from being an assistant, but they ain't the same as being a head coach. Josh McDaniels, Charlie Weiss, Romeo Cornell, Bill O'Brien, the list goes on and on. They all went to a new place, alienated everybody, and they go crawling back to him. Flores didn't go crawling back to him, obviously, for obvious reasons of the lawsuit. But hope maybe when he gets a second shot as a head coach, he'll learn from this. Watching how we act in, in those three years, though, in the fact of this lawsuit, I highly doubt it. And but we'll see. I mean, whatever. He's gone. So just... the one last thing about X, and and I loved hearing this from him. And and actually, I'm going to challenge you, Mike, and I'm going to challenge yeah. everyone in the chat. You know, it sounds like Xavier Howard wants to finish his career here with the Miami Dolphins. So he, he was drafted by the Dolphins, and it sounds like he wants to complete his full career here. And he even said, "I want it to be a Hall of Fame career," which would be great, right? And he's definitely doing some nice things. Don't think he's there quite yet, but I think if he continues if he doesn't like he ask, has been. If he doesn't ask to renegotiate, I'm sure he'll be here till at least 2025. Yeah. Um, I think that's how the contract works. I might be off a year. So he ain't going nowhere anytime soon. Even yeah. if, so, unless he has to renegotiate, then he on his own. That, at that point, they ain't gonna, <laughs> at that point, it'll be Armageddon, but I don't think he will. He's, so he's my question was, my question was going to be, When's the last Miami Dolphins player that was drafted by the Dolphins and had a stellar career and then finished their career with the Miami Dolphins? Marino. Marino, right? Because yeah. Webb, Webb left. His final year was with uh, Cincinnati. And Taylor um, went to the Jets. Taylor and went to, Zach went to the Cowboys, right? Zach yep. went to Kansas City and the Cowboys. Yep. Taylor, Washington, and the Jets. Um, Sam Madison with the Giants won a Super Bowl. Pats or Tan went somewhere. I can't remember off the top of my head, but he did. Yep. Um, who else? I'm trying yeah, to think. Of, like, the, the bigger yeah. names. Um, yeah, it has to be Marino because he never left. Um, yep. Clayton, final year was with the Packers. He actually caught the first touchdown pass of Favre, I think. I'm not sure if it was the first, but he caught a touchdown pass from Favre, which is like where who caught a pass from both Favre and Marino. It's actually Mark Clayton. Um, yeah, it has to be Marino's the last OJ? one. OJ finished his career with us? Yeah, I don't know if he – and I love OJ, and I hope he's not watching. I don't know if he's that level. Um, he might have. <laughs> he's but, a great player, though. He no, yeah, player. absolutely. But if you're talking, like, yeah, I'm called up right now and tell you, we're talking legendary. Yeah, he did. 93 to 01. Yeah. Good one. So it's been 415 receptions, 5,074 yards, 29 touchdowns. Whew. Yeah. No, I mean, you know what? He actually is that level. Yeah. <laughs> He would be. Well, he did have he had one one season with over a thousand receiving yards, seven touchdowns, and ninety eight. Uh, his oh, last season with oh. the Dolphins was one hundred ninety seven yards. Um, oh. So didn't play a lot in ninety three. But yeah, it's it was a long it was a long career. Yeah, I'd probably say OJ and Dan are the only two. Yep. OJ and Dan. Yeah. Um, yeah. That. Well, especially nowadays with free agency, all that money, whew, that is rare. Um, as you said, so guys or Ian that time in the show i love this time of the show and april also starts testicular cancer awareness month and our friends at manscaped have partnered with the test with the testicular cancer society to bring awareness to testicular cancer and men's health men's health and early cancer detection manscaped is committed to to uh, raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men age 15 to 35 and they are giving support to fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. So, fellas, have you started spring cleaning yet? The carpet needs cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung, and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for the cleaning aisle in your pants. 
Time to clear out your winter bush and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com, using promo code DOLPHINSTALK, save 20% in your order and get free shipping. Manscaped has a full package you need to, to – um, Full package you need for spring cleaning this year. The Performance Package 4.0 is the only tool you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like fresh tulips. You, um, you can start by using – okay, uh, what else? We got? There's so much information here. Um, clear the holes uh, – clear your holes and smell like spring air with the Weed Whacker. The nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After cleaning your nose, make sure you get rid of that foul ball smell with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-shaping ball deodorant moisture and, and moisturizer. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on spray toner for your balls. Keep your boys from sticking to your legs and leave them smelling like fresh flowers. Finish off your grooming routine with the Plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face. Because if you're using the Lawnmower 4.0 on your balls, you're this is what it makes sense because if you're using the lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, you're doing it wrong. So you want to use the plow on your face, the lawnmower on your balls. So everyone go to manscaped.com. Use a promo code dolphin stock, save 20% on your order, get free shipping. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. You know, I wish you would have told me that you're not supposed to use a lawnmower 4.0 on your face after you do it, you know, use it other places. I would I have really appreciated that. I know. I know, Ian. I'm sorry. And, I, and if someone here in the chat wants us to uh, give away a Manscaped pet, you know what? We probably should at some point have like a little giveaway. Yeah. Folks, Here's I do have a contest planned soon. I had one for the draft, a big one. Here's the problem. Draft isn't going to be a big one. That's <laughs> the problem. I mean, we got like no picks. I, I remember last year we did a uh, – uh, a Waddle jersey contest, and I had people send me who they thought Miami was going to pick at six and pick eighteen. Um, and everyone, and we had a huge turnout. And our friend Ian in the UK, the other Ian, yep. nailed it with Waddle and Jalen Phillips. He was the only one who had those two players. People had Waddle and uh, and Najee Harris. Some people had us taking Chase falling, has taken him. Some people had us taking Pitts. But Ian in the UK, the other Ian, our good friend. Had both, so he won the Waddle jersey. We had a huge response to that. I just did a Waddle jersey contest like a couple months ago um, with some other things. A huge response to that. And I was thinking for the draft, maybe not a Waddle jersey, we'll do something else. Now the draft kind of lame. So I might do a contest in like April or probably May um, for something. And uh, maybe we'll do one then like in the summer for like something with Manscaped. And we could give away. So John was a was a good, very, very he was a great player. I loved it when he was on the field. Often he was, injured he too. Missed, he missed oh, like he missed half the seasons of, at a time. Yeah. John no. And there's a Parker for defense, is John Offerdahl. Let me that's a name we don't talk about. We only got one more topic. So great player when he's healthy. Great player. Yeah, man. That he was, was the only miss. player on that defense. Yeah. Like in the eighties yeah. up for a certain point. John Offerdahl. This is so this is really weird, Mike, because this oh time last this. year. Hold on. This, okay. Look at this. Ninety one, six games. 92, eight games, 93, eight games. He only played 16 games twice, 88 and 90, which one year, uh, each year he was pro bowl. One year is all pro. So when he was healthy, he could play. Promise he oh, yeah, just exactly. enough. Yep. Quadre Ismail, somebody just put in the chat. <laughs> Quadre Ismail, Syracuse University. Quadre Ismail, Syracuse University. Love him. So this is a really weird time for us right now, Mike, because because last year, the year before last and prior years, we're sitting here figuring out draft charts. We're doing mock drafts. I know but by now we probably have like 5,000 you know, mock drafts on social media. Nothing. There's nothing, man. This Nobody is cares. like so different. And But you know what's great about it, though, too? We pretty much have our team set. You know, yeah, we got we're gonna pick up a few more. We probably still have a few more acquisitions from a free agent agency perspective. We still need a punter, right? Because uh, Pilardi's not with us anymore. I know they were bringing in Morstead, I believe, this morning. If that's his name, I think yeah. the old Saints kicker. Um, and you know, I know they're talking about <laughs> some people are banging the table for Ariza oh. in the draft. Uh, I mean, yeah. if he's there, like in around six or seven you, or something you don't fine. pick up a, you don't pick no, a punter i'm not in the third i'm not round. taking a punter in the third or fourth i'm yeah, sorry folks yeah. that's a, i don't care how far he kicks the ball I, it's a punter first off if he's on the field it means you just failed so i'm not gonna invest in a punter I, i'm sorry i'm just, not a pick around three or four i'm sorry i can't i uh, you can't sell me on that and one and two i don't think they will anyway so it's not i'm not worried about it 
It's a great question. My friend Steve, my neighbor, Steve asks, are we 2021 Rams? I sure hope so, man. If our quarterback's future Hall of Famer is. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's what, I mean, we got the wide receivers. I don't know if we have a Marshall Falk. But I mean, we got some fast guys in the backfield. Well, 2021 Rams, that was last year, right? That was uh, oh, 2021 Rams. 2021 okay. Rams, yeah. They spent a lot oh, of money to get their oh, team, right? Oh, with the, uh, with the F them picks. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, 2021. Yeah. I thought you meant like the 99 was the greatest show on turf. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't they, think we're at that same level. But no, they, they have more wish talent. We could. They have more talent. And this isn't a knock on two. Uh, Matthew Stafford's better than two. Uh, not that saying two is out. Always going to be this, what he is. He, he might be great. Stafford in 2021, a lot better than what Tua is in 2022. Just a fact. Don't flip out, folks. Just a fact. But they also had a better offensive line. They also, they also And they had Ramsey, who I know we have Howard. That's about a wash. But they had some other players on that. We don't have an Aaron Darnold. I mean, the Rams have much better players um, yeah. overall. Yeah. But, no, we're not that, but we're good. We're good. We're good. We're gonna be good. I know we're gonna do our prediction show right before the season starts, yeah. but I, I think it's gonna be a lot of positive. We're gonna be good. Guys. Um, I'm not worried about that at all. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's gonna be interesting. I'm not worried. Yeah, see, when it comes to the draft, and after we traded the pick in round five in this trade here, I'm like, we only got four picks left. Our first pick's 102, which technically is round three, but actually, since it's in the compensatory part, it's really a round four pick in reality even though they're going to call it round three. Um, just trading the rest of them at this point because we've had nine picks in the first two rounds the last two years. So even if we don't have any this year, who cares? We have an, we. It's like we do because we've had nine the past two years. And we're going to have multiple picks in rounds one, two, and three next year. we got two in round one, one in round two, two in round three. That's five picks in the first three rounds next year. We can take a draft off. We, I mean, it's rare to say that, and we kind of are. Even if we don't trade these picks, we, we are taking a draft off. And that's okay. I have to give Sean credit because he is he is looking he's looking for all these players that that spent their career with the Dolphins and did a really good job. And he did put Irving Fryer, but Irving came from I want to say Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Wasn't he with and, the Patriots for a little while too? Yes. Oh, he was the number one pick of the. Think about this. Talk talk about how much football's changed. Irving Fryer, wide receiver from Nebraska. In the, which in the 80s was option offense, never passed the ball, was the number one pick of the draft from an option offense that might have passed the ball five times a game, was the number one pick of the draft. Think about that, Fryer. Yep. That's crazy. He had a great so, career in the NFL. He was yeah, there for a long time. Someone mentioned Aranda Gadsden. He played for like five teams before he got to Miami. He, went, he was with like the Cowboys, the Steelers, he, and then he was in Europe for a couple teams. He wasn't a Miami original there. And I love Aranda because his son plays right now with uh, – Syracuse, Aranda gets in the second. My so. stats are saying that that he was with us from '98 to 2003, and no other team. So I don't know. Maybe I'm. Um, he was on the Cowboys in '95, and he was with Pittsburgh uh, in '96, and he was with the Frankfurt Galaxy. Well, see, he doesn't have stats with them because I don't think he played for those teams. Oh, okay. but he he was on the he was on those teams. Got it. Um, got it. Got it. Got it. So his he's numbers, older than I am. How is that even possible? He's 50. I know. Well, well, because he got into the league, you know. His first shot in Miami was later in his career because he, he was played 27 after the Cowboys, after the Steelers. He went to NFL Europe, <laughs> and nah. then and then he went to um and then he went to what's that league called the uh, AFL? AFL? The, yep. Yeah, AFL. So he played there for a year. He got to Miami, you know, not the end of his career, but it was you know later in his career. Wasn't the start. So there's him, and you know, yes, there's been guys who started with Miami and finished. There's lots of guys, but. We're talking of the level of Sabian yes. Howard. Yes. We're talking Hall of Fame level, which yes. is really Marino Howard. That's where the conversation ends. Yeah, there's a lot of good guys. Someone mentioned Olinda Mari. Lovely kicker. Love Olinda. Once but again, not at the same Syrac- level. Once again, Syracuse University. Love the guy. Not that level. There's guys, and that's not an insult to them. That's the greatness of Sabian and, it's and true. Marino. Um, okay, we gotta talk about the last topic here as we wrap up. It's might well, it might be an hour now because we got off on a bunch of tangents. Um, Miami Dolphins offensive line, obviously upgraded with Armstead and Connor Williams left side. As I, I did a show Monday or Sunday night. I can't remember saying the offensive line on the left side's fixed. I'm not worried about holding penalties from Connor Williams, whatever. He's very good. And I think the left side of this line, I'm not saying it's the best in the league, but it's up there, you know, top five, top six. It's one of the better left sides of the line in the league. I trust those two guys. No qualms. 
Yep. This offensive line last year was ranked 32nd. 32nd. And the gap between 32 and 31, in my opinion, was very wide. Yep. We were bad by a mile. Correct. Are we really going to run it back with three of those starters in 2022? Does that maybe pause for concern with anybody else not named me? I, once again, I, I'm not as concerned, Mike, because I, I'm very Jesse concerned. Davis is gone. I think he, I think he, he wasn't the only problem. I, I know, but I think he dragged us down the most. I really do. But here's the other thing: you get a couple of guys on there that can make a difference, like you know, you know Tron Armstead and um, and Connor, and you, you just need some continuity there. Once you get some guys that are strong on that line, I think it can help everyone else be better. I really here's, do feel that. Here's how I would counter that. Armstead's going to be so good that he's going to make life harder for the right tackle. Because teams are going to be like, that guy's great. Getting around him is going to be tough. We're going to blitz the holy hell out of the right side. And if Liam Eikenberg and Austin Jackson couldn't block on last year's line at offensive tackle, what are they going to do with more guys now coming flying at them because nobody wants to challenge Armstead? I I have two words for you, Mike. Yeah, Alec Ingold. We have a fullback, a true blocking But he ain't always going to be on the field. That's the I know, thing. I, but I'm saying that there's there's some different he, things that are happening this year that we didn't see last year. So, and and when that happens too, when you have the fullback helping, you're not going to see as many quarterback pressures, as many quarterback sacks because you've got that player that is helping also to protect. And I, it's part of the scheme, right? And the scheme is going to be very different. I think there's going to be a lot of motion before the snap. You know, either it be Tyreek, either it be Jalen, either it be whoever. Um, and I think it's going to make the, the defensive players kind of take a step before, you know, think before they actually start coming after the quarterback. I know, but at the end of the day, you can have new schemes. You can coach players up a little. I think if we expect Austin Jackson and or and or Liam Meikenberg, who's ever starting at right tackle, to make a significant leap because somebody whispered some new you know, techniques in their ear. And in, and in the span of like six months or eight months, they're going to all of a sudden like, you know, learn how to block on an NFL level. That makes me worried because as I've been saying, this offense is ready to go. It's got loaded tight end, loaded wide receiver, loaded running back. We have faith. The quarterback's got some more help. He's going to improve again. How much? We don't know, but improve. Not going to regress. It'll improve. So that's only good. Left side line's good. If that right side of the line fails, and again, there's, if, like, Liam starts and he fails, they're going to roll out Austin Jackson and hope he – I mean, I don't know. That kind of scares me. Hunt is fine at right guard. He's good. I think Dolphins fans overrate him because compared to the other guys we've had, he's not the worst. I mean, he's good. Uh, him I can live with. Center and right tackle, uh, especially right tackle, scare me a lot right now. And I think they need a plan B like now, if you want to let Austin and Liam fight it out, great. And if one of them it does make that giant leap, one, I think most people will be stunned. And two, that's good. That's only good. But in case neither one of them do, or it might take them to November to make that leap. Well, what do you do the first eight weeks of the year? You can't just <laughs> – we can't do what we did last year. Yeah. I think they got to get someone for that just in case because it's a lot of faith in two guys who have proven nothing. Is that who you want, Mike? No, I don't want him, actually. Oh, okay. The two guys who have proven nothing to think magically, because we got new scheme and new coaches, they're just going to be they're going to be like an adequate blocker. That's I, a huge roll of the dice. But, again, that's their jobs on the line. Because if yeah. it fails, who's going to be here screaming about it all year? This guy. And a lot of other people, too, who have a lot larger platforms than me. What were you guys thinking not even have anyone else ready to go. Yeah. I, I So there's a couple things. And first off, I do think that change in coaches is going to make a difference. Um, Frank Smith, I think he, uh, um, Frank Smith, he was the offensive line coach for Raiders, Toronto. And then he was the offensive coordinator. Oh, then he was offensive. Was he offensive coordinator for the Chargers? Yeah. He worked with, he worked with Toronto Armstead, right? He was one of the people who was he able was to He was with the Saints for him. a year. Yeah. Then he was um, Raiders and then Chargers. So I think the difference in coaching could make a difference. I'm not going to say for sure it's going no, to it make, will a make a difference, but, it but it's not going to change a player. You're not going to turn like, right. You're not going to change somebody overnight. Yeah. I understand that, but, but also you can try and, and put the players in different schemes, right? You could try and, 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 
test things out to see how it works. And the fact of the matter is, again, I, I said it throughout last season, had you replaced Jesse Davis with someone else? Um, who is the other? Robert Jones, I think, was an option at offensive line, wasn't he? Or what was yeah, the other? He was an undrafted and, kid who got who played at the end of the year and wasn't awful, but he did have a whole year. And he played at the home. end of the year, but he played better than Jesse Davis did, well, right? I mean, I, I mean, look, you could have played better than Jesse Davis. I, I and that, that's Davis. kind but of Trafford my point. You could have played better than Jesse Davis. That's but the my point, point is, Liam Eikenberg also was bad. Austin Jackson also was bad last year. And they're still here, penciled in as starters. Michael Dieter, yes, he wasn't awful. Once again, compared to the other awfulness around him, he wasn't as bad. It's not like he's like lighting the world on fire. But I can live with Dieter. I can live with Hunt. I'm saying a right tackle – Go out there, and I don't know. If, look, I don't know who they should sign. Whether it's Reef, um, you know, somebody mentioned Tarek Fisher. There's guys. I'm not saying break the bank. Sol- no, Sol- Solomon's not too big. Unless, unless he's not he, tackle yeah. either. They need a tackle. Right, he's guard. He's a guard. I don't care. I mean, they need someone in ca- as case those two young guys. The light bulb doesn't go off. And, and here's I know the they thing. want them the light bulb to go off, but it might not go off because lo and behold, we've drafted a lot of players. Where the light bulb never goes off. Charles Harris was here forever, stunk. Now he goes to the Lions, he's a superstar. We don't have that luxury of waiting that long. We do not need to be a top 10 offensive line in the league, but we what we need to do is not be 32nd. We need to be, I would be happy with us being the 15th ranked offensive line in the National Football League because had last year, had we had a 15th ranked offensive line in the National Football Probably League? One or two games better. One or two, we would have been in the playoffs, and who knows what would have happened had we gone in the playoffs, right? Well, so I just want to get there first. Huh? We just need to take that win. step up. It yeah. doesn't need to be from the worst to the best in the league because I don't think that's going to happen anyway. But we do need improvement, and if we're in the middle of the pack there, I'm happy because that means our team is winning, and you know the defense is going to going to put on a show. Are we for there everyone. today, though? Bringing back three starters from the 32nd ranked offensive line. Ask me that question in about five months. When we see them together, but that is too late. Playing together. Because all these guys are going to be signed. <laughs> that is too late, though. Yeah. Because all these guys are going to be signed. My, my get... concern is, though, if you get an entire or a majority. Not entire. Of just new... one more guy I'm asking for. So, so still, and and yeah, I see what you're saying. But, you know, the more, the more shakeups, the more changes you make on the offensive line, the more chance that there's there could be issues with guys trying to work together guys trying to communicate together getting to know how to you know usually what do they say new new offensive linemen need a couple what, what two to four weeks to really get in in tune with each other right to, uh, to understand the communication yeah. and all that stuff so but i have um, no fear of that because i don't want any of the guys who were here last year back honestly and i know that's unreasonable to think five new ones okay i'm just asking for three new ones because yep, i don't yep. because there's nothing that you can build off of from last year's unit there's no continuity that should be there from last year's unit so I'm just asking for one more guy. I'm not asking for, you know, one more guy, not even a big name guy, just a veteran who I know if those two guys fail, I can trust him enough. Not asking for the, uh, you know, just give me a one year deal, six million bucks. Take the Parker money. One year, six million. That's too long. Randy wrote a lot. I have too long. (laughs) Folks, it's an online chat. Give me one sentence most, okay? So basically, he says, stop fretting with one on one blocking. He said, you're missing the big picture offense. Three pressures a game will not affect. Because what he was saying was, yeah, I know, I, yeah, schemes, defensive ends to the blind side Great. affect how they defend. If you're a so, bad player, you're a bad player. Okay, what's correct? Correct. Dan Marino, good point, Randy. Good point, Randy. It's just yeah, too long for us to keep. It's on a fine. Here's the thing: Dan Marino is going to be successful in, in any offense. You know why? Dan Marino is a great player. You know, Tom Brady is successful in any offense. You know why? He's a great player, and that goes to other positions as well. Where Teron Armstead, whether it was Saints, the Dolphins, Atlanta. You know, sign with the Jets, Bears. He's a great left tackle. He'll be successful anywhere. I don't care what the hell the scheme is. So that works for great players. It also works for bad players. If you can't play, I don't care what the scheme is, you can't play. If you struggle in zone, you probably struggle in man. If you're struggling, uh, so all I'm saying is, and look, right now they have the fourth, with all the moves they made after the Parker trade, they have the fourth most salary cap space in the league. I'm game. Just give me. I don't want. Just give me one more move. Okay. I'm begging for one more veteran tackle. I think you're going to get it, Mike, because I don't think they're done yet. I think there's still time. Yeah, uh, I know, but I want specifically the right tackle. It's not a linebacker. That's great too, because they need help there. I can find that in the draft. You want to sign, um, so whatever you want, like a you know, like a pass rusher, or like a like a nose tackle. You can get whatever. Uh, just give me a veteran right tackle, just in case. I know these guys think they're going to work magic with Jackson. And with Liam, and I hope they do. But 
they can give a veteran tackle a one-year deal for a few million bucks, or even more than a few million if it takes it, True. and just have an insurance policy there because this offense, which we think is so good with all these weapons, will look, it's a passing league. You're going to have to pass the ball more, and we cannot risk this again with the same bringing back three members of the same bad band. That's all, all right. I'm saying. We'll see. Two members I can live with. Three I can't. Okay. What else we got? Do you have a Otherwise, mailbag or no? No, not this one. No, not that. Time. Right. Next time. Look, it's we're going to have a show in two weeks. Two weeks, and we're going to – I don't want to say who because I don't want to jinx it. It's going to be a special guest. A surprise really guest. for it, yeah. As long as, you know, something doesn't happen. Sometimes stuff with guests – I've done this show for, I don't know, six, seven years. Trying to line up a guest is the hardest thing in the world. Everyone's got – got schedules. Ian's got schedules. And last minute, things change. Yep. So I don't want to promote who. You're going to love the guest. We'll promote who uh, probably a day, the day of. <laughs> once we, we'll promote who we 20, know for minutes sure. before, exactly. 20 minutes before to be safe, <laughs> Um, just to be safe. Yes. But, yeah, I don't want to promote it now because stuff changes, and sometimes you want to do it in April, then the next thing you know, you're doing it in September. Because people, just, So we got a guest lined up, and we're going to have a few more guests here in the offseason, so stay tuned because it's a quiet draft. There's nothing to really talk about. We'll, if they make the four picks, we'll talk about them. But it's guys. Um. Once again, it's guys who are going to be late-round picks who might not even make the roster. Who knows? Um, so we'll see there. But, uh, yeah, this offseason has been eventful. It's been good. Hopefully it continues here with another move or two. And this team heading into this year, um, on paper at least, as long as they stay healthy, should be more competent. And uh, hopefully uh, these players who we hope are going to make that leap do and the players who we've uh, added from other teams continue to play at the level they played at with the other teams because if that happens, we're in for a very good 2022. Yes, sir. No doubt. Um, I think that's all for today's show. Everyone, be sure to check out the website, DolphinStock.com. We have tons of new podcasts, videos. We have, what else? Podcasts, videos, and commentary, a bunch of new articles up. Check that out as well. Also, go to the DolphinStock YouTube channel. Smash that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the alert bell. Um on Twitter, follow Ian at Ian693. Follow myself at Dolphins Talk and all that good stuff. There's a show that was up yesterday with Josh and Aaron, same old Dolphin show. Aaron the Brain, who is one of the most cynical fans of Dolphins, kind of like me, cut from the same cloth. Um, he's optimistic. He, he's optimistic at the moment, yes. yes. So if you want to see Aaron, you don't the see brain, that from Aaron too often. If you want to see Aaron the Brain, be um, optimistic. Watch yesterday's same old Dolphin show on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. Um, so check that out as well. So everyone have a great Wednesday, have a great Thursday, and we will talk to you again after a while. And Ian, don't forget, let's put an end to highway profanity. Fins up everybody. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the dolphins podcast. Be sure to visit DolphinsTalk.com every day for all of your latest Miami Dolphins news.